This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. So welcome back for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. Again, this is a podcast for the unoffended but consistently irritated individuals who know at the end of the day, it is not our fault that everybody gets on our damn nerves. You know, nothing wrong with that. As always, I am your host, Sydney, discussing the latest and greatest in the news of what has gotten on my nerves this week. And you know what? I cannot believe that y'all are back for another episode. This is legit episode eight, which is crazy, but you know, it's exciting new ventures. And I am happy to say today that I not only have one guest, but I got three. So shout out to my friends for agreeing to record with me today. I have Kyra, Sydney, and Kristen joining me in Surprisingly, I have not had to force them against their will to record this episode. So um, y'all can go ahead and say hello and give like a little quick introduction. Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Kyra. Um, I've known Sydney since middle school, literally. And I'm just happy to be here on this topic, on this controversial topic, on this beautiful Saturday. Okay. Hey y'all, I'm Kristen. If you know Sydney, more than likely you know me. So there we go. <laughs> Good point. I'm the other Sydney. I also know Sydney like since middle school. And mm-hmm. I'm just happy to be here to talk about this shit. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to hear. Look at y'all. So y'all know my very first segment of the show is fed up or f- And this is the segment that I use to distinguish what grinds the gears of my guests. Because, you know, you can really tell a lot about a person by knowing what the hell gets on their nerves. And I know everything gets on my nerves. So (laughs) we can use this time for y'all to either share a short story about something that really had you fed up this week. Or I can bring up a topic that we can all discuss. So what y'all feeling? Y'all want to share a little story? Girl, break up a topic i been to start talking about my job and got fired well <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> this week's topic is about none other than work so y'all i am so fed up i want them to destroy the 40 hour work week this shit is not realistic at all especially now during covid i can honestly say covid has made me realize how much time i'm wasting at work <laughs> To be for real, because you know, we went back to work physically back in the beginning of May while everybody else was still at home working. Girl, you know how God be like, don't covet your neighbor. I ain't never been so jealous in my life. And see, that's like even working from home, like I definitely do appreciate the paycheck and you know, I'm being able to pay my little bills and everything else. But it's like this just not realistic. I have other things to worry about while I'm at home. I agree, girl. You better go on and blow up with this podcast, you know, start charging people for some ads, you know, you make it. Oh, you yeah, know, sponsors bring the group up. Sponsors. And what's even wilder is legit as I was thinking about this like you know this 40 hour work week it's just not working um I don't know if you guys saw in the news but the farmer presidential candidate Andrew Yang was like you know in all honesty 
the United States needs to adopt a four-day work week. And he was like, overall, you know, the countries where they do this at, studies have shown people are more productive, their health is better, just because they're not focused 24-7 on work, or even like you said, spending all their life at work. Mm-hmm. They say that you're supposed to, um, what is it, live to work? No, you're supposed to work to live, not live to work. That's what you're thinking over here. That is very <laughs> true. I am so dead. And even then, y'all, I'm still looking at the little research, you know, because I'm like, how long has the 40-hour work week even been around? Y'all, the (laughs) eight-hour work week was introduced in the 1900s, like the early 1900s. And Ford Motor Company adopted the 40-hour work week in 1926. That was damn near 100 years ago. You know how fed up with work you got to be to do a research project on work, though. (laughs) (laughs) Because, Kristen, when you think about this, this has been going on for too long. Everything else changes. Cars, the doors come up. We ain't going by horse and carriage no more. Like, can something change with the work week and labor? Like, damn. What is it? It changed a little bit. We ain't churning butter, but it feels like it. It feels like it. My power was out on Monday, so after I got done with work, I damn near had to churn some butter to eat. No, anything, like I said, y'all, it just doesn't seem realistic anymore. They got us working like little machines. I know people do say, find what you love and work from that. But I don't think it's anything with having a nine to five. I just don't want to be there nine to five. And that's it. That's it. That is it. Okay. So moving right along. So as the lady said in the beginning of the episode, you know, this is a little bit more like a more serious topic and subject um so we go talk about the also very offensiveness of colorism so for our make it make sense segment we're going to be discussing colorism which to me is both annoying and highly offensive um colorism is a persistent problem that i feel like people talk about all the time but still don't actually grasp the concept of it and even then the exact terminology or definition of colorism is a prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. So, you know, if y'all can get that from the definition, basically colorism is in favor of lighter and fairer skin. And again, I think that it is prevalent in all realms of society, like relationships, dating, workplaces, police brutality, and so forth. Like it is an ongoing issue that to me has been around like since the dawn of time like I mean even in a biblical sense you see stuff in the bible about colorism but today as we get more into it we're going to be talking about it more so um in the space of black Americans and black American culture so let's just go ahead and jump into this so again I personally think that colorism is something that is discussed so 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 much but people don't just overall get the concept of it and even as a black woman I think it's more so prevalent in our community like do y'all agree I think it's very prevalent but my thing is I don't even feel like it's discussed as much Mm -hmm. as it should be I Mm -hmm. feel like when anybody does bring it up it kind of like spirals into this argument so to speak it's like okay here's an example feminism 
white women, black women, Latina women, women of color, mm-hmm. et cetera, or whatever, all together fighting for women's rights. Then at a point in time, the black women break off and kind of start their own thing. White women be all offended. We're all women. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it be in the black community. We're all black. It's the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it affected you, you would know that it wasn't. <laughs> That's very true. That is very true. And if anything, do you think when Black people do that, do you think we're more so trying to sweep it under the rug? Or do we think like, oh, well, we got other stuff to worry about? What do you think? Where do you think it comes from? I think it's just innate human nature. Like, Mm -hmm. even with racism and stuff like that, when white people be like, well, there's this Black guy, he works at my job, he drives a car, you know, (laughs) racism doesn't exist anymore. We're all equal type Mm -hmm. thing. I just feel like it's just innate human nature. Everybody, everybody does to some degree have their own sort of problem or conflict in their own life but I feel mm-hmm. like validate somebody else's actual plight or invalidate somebody else's actual struggle mm-hmm. is just that the black community does a lot when it comes to colorism and then i see a lot of light-skinned people i mean no offense to y'all you know out there listening i love y'all you know <laughs> but y'all be acting like y'all don't benefit from being light-skinned like there is a there's a, a hierarchy okay there's a social ranking and dark-skinned black women are at honestly i mean if we're gonna go into the social ranking it's like white men white women Mm-hmm. Black men, black women, but then yeah. inside the black women group demographic, mm-hmm. it's like subgroups, mm-hmm. and it ranks from mixed all the way down to mm-hmm. you know, and women. So I mean, I don't know how people don't see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They everybody tries to sum it up as if it's just like a romantic no. prop, you know. No, right. for sure. No. I think a lot in a lot of instances people do that. And again, back to your point, Kyra, of there being a hierarchy. I think the people at the top they just want to ignore how they benefit from it. And going back to what Kristen said too, they're like, "Well, you know, we're all black," and it's like, no, because at the end of the day, all of these issues are disproportionate to the subgroup. So you, as a mixed woman, might be more or inclined to get the job just because your hair is straighter because you are lighter therefore they pre- it presents you as being non-threatening where somebody mm-hmm. who is darker skin they'd be like well you know trying to like hold these prejudices and i feel like the thing too that's crazy to me it'd be so many light-skinned people really trying to go in on dark-skinned people and taking it from like the thing of oh well I'm not being colorist I'm just saying it as it is like people just too sensitive and I'm I'm black too so what could I even mean by this but then yeah. we hate it when we say some shit about it why do you think I'm hating on you are you dumb? <laughs> like, and it literally what? couldn't be that. Cause like even with what the little songs say, got a light skinned friend like Michael Jackson, dark skinned <laughs> friend like Michael Jackson. Like literally wherever you see a dark skinned person, more than likely they surrounded by a plethora of light skinned friends mm-hmm. and some sort of thing. So it's never like a jab. Mm-hmm. At anybody of fair skin or anything like that. But it's just a simple matter of facts is the facts. And mm-hmm. colorism does exist. And it's not really even a thing with only in the black community. I mean, we're all black. So mm-hmm. we're talking about it within the black community. But even if you look at other um ethnicities, yeah. if you look at Latinos or Mexican people, you have those who surpasses white, white passing. And then you have those that are darker in skin tone. 
mm-hmm. in that community, in the Chinese community, in the Asian community, I know because look, this colorism shit, <laughs> bro. Like, and when it's some shit that I'm curious about or this affecting me, it's some shit that I'm gonna study, research, write about, mm-hmm. conduct studies about, and everything else. So I think it just annoys me so much. People try to invalidate that it exists at all. Yeah. Not even just with women; it's with men as well. And I mean, with them, it's even worse because they main thing is with police. Like women and women of darker skin have to deal with police brutality and things of different nature, mm-hmm. but it's even more aggressive when it comes to men in this particular spectrum. But mm-hmm. it does affect you in all different senses with police, with law, with jobs, with love, with acting roles and stuff like that. Even Issa Rae, I love and support her so much because she released a whole article about how she was auditioning for all these shows and she basically had to create a character mm-hmm. for her to be because she was not getting cast as these love interests. Mm-hmm. You know? I think what's even more annoying is the fact that like people will acknowledge colorism like okay so somebody will acknowledge it but then they'll come right back and say but you know why just get over it you know what I mean (laughs) that was so long ago like people love dark skin now everybody wants to be dark skin like just get over my nigga what is you talking about what are you talking about and that was post Wakanda after the little Black Panther movie came out it's almost like being dark skin was in style and then right. we had Queen and Slim, we got Tinka Sumner. But the fact that I can sit here and name you all of them is probably <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. And even in a lot of instances of, you know, like every now and then when you get on social media and a post goes viral and it is somebody who's like a darker skin tone, people have pointed out in a lot of those instances, the woman will be naked. She will be oiled up and greased up. She might have 50 inches down to her butt. So they like, if this is what you can happen for on dark skin like do you realize not all of us are gonna look like this we even our various shades and tones still come like in different tones so even the whole sexualization of black women and of darker skin that can go on we can talk now we talk about that forever like even like growing up like since my dad is nigerian and my mom is dominican and most of my household is light skin Mm-hmm. That shit was annoying as hell just going out in public. Like, or like, even like when I was a kid, I feel like when we used to go to parent teacher conferences, my dumbass teachers would ask, like, oh, is your mom here? Whole time my mom is standing next to me, but she's just super nice. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a dummy. Bitch, you're a dummy. <laughs> like, she, she's black too. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, I didn't know it was your mom. Girl, fuck out of here. And you know what, though? I'm glad you said something about that, Sid, because I was definitely going to ask, from y'all perspectives, what can y'all say, like, if y'all don't mind sharing, what are some experiences that you have had in your childhood or even adulthood that made you really think about colorism in terms of, like, wow, like it's really some people out here who really just don't know, or it's more so people out here who are really just that ignorant. Like, would y'all mind sharing anything like that? Okay, I can give you an example from my brief stint of working at a news station. Mm. So there were only two of us <laughs> that were there who were dark-skinned, and mm-hmm. the other girl was actually a shade or two darker than me. First of all, we would always get in trouble for our live shots, no matter, even if our stories was the top hit, Mm-hmm. No matter how well we executed our script, how well done it was, the issue was always lighting. Mm. And we would get in trouble if we wore a black blazer, mind you. And these are the prime things that you go out there and buy when you're buying professional wear a black mm-hmm. blazer, 
navy blue blazer, anything of sorts, because how dare we wear dark colors when we have dark skin and dark hair. Then mm. even in addition to that, mm -hmm. a difference of another one of my black friends who worked with me who was fair skinned, so when all the protests and riots and stuff broke out, mm -hmm. they assumed that we both knew about it because of course we're both black. But the difference was they asked her, did she know about it? Did she know about it or possibly know of anyone who was protesting? They asked me, was I actually in it? Was I one of the <laughs> people out there protesting and things like that? No prior context given, literally mm. sitting at the same table, same conversation, just the assumptions of, oh, she's black, so she probably knows versus, oh, she's black and darker a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. more aggressive. She was probably out there, one of the people doing it. And, you know, that's, that's offensive in itself. I don't know. I feel like... Most of my colorism experiences, I mean, like, they're so subtle since I've been an adult. Mm -hmm. But, like, the most, I guess, memorable ones for me were definitely, like, when I was a kid. Like, mm -hmm. just seeing them. I know that kids are ignorant, you know what I mean? I can't really blame third and fourth graders for anything, you know? They only know now, what you know what? Not to cut you off, I don't feel like so much kids are ignorant, but kids learn from right. the ignorant adults around right. them. Yeah. They haven't had the chance to really see the world. So all they know is what they people telling them. You know, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But I just distinctly remember understanding, like, okay, I'm clearly being targeted mm -hmm. for Jones and, like, being flamed in the classroom. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. my, my friends and my light-skinned friends, ain't nobody really saying none of them. Like, I'm mm -hmm. clearly being targeted. Like, the lights go off and it's, oh, where Kyra go? You know what I mean? Like, it. I mean, and it, it's a simple joke. It's like a little child, ooh, I, I, I. I, people mm -hmm. let people tell it you know you should just get over it but like that really shapes who you become you know what I mean that shapes your understanding of like mm -hmm. who you are and how other people see you and how the world sees you so I don't know and even as a child it make you more conscientious of things because like I can honestly say as weird as it is you know I didn't change a lot since I didn't grow up including I didn't got fatter in my skin and got a little bit lighter but when I was darker my parents even had like a restriction on how long I could be out in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> y'all need to get any darker. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've literally had family members like, y'all don't need to go outside no more. Like, ah, ah, ah. like, okay, relax. Sis. And that's crazy because you think it, you are a grown ass person perpetuating right. this to a child. What? I'm a kid. I just want to go outside and play. And if anything, my skin tone is my skin tone. What the hell is the sun go do? Yeah. People that is so wild to me. And then, too, even with media, we talking about what the adults was telling the chi the kids and what mm -hmm. was being passed down to them um, via adult. But, I mean, shit, the majority of a child's intake, for real, for real, especially nowadays, is still media mm -hmm. and TV. So, you know, who you look at when you see. And I will say that I do see a shift more now. People mm -hmm. try and make it seem like social media is just the savior of dark-skinned people. But it's, it, it's really not. It's really still problematic. I can say that, you know, we're moving in a positive direction, sort of. Mm -hmm. But even when we were coming up, I mean, there weren't many dark-skinned people to look up to. I think that's where my love for Gabrielle Union used to come for, because she was, like, the only prominent yeah. one that was like, oh, and, you know, she's pretty. She's getting casted in these pretty roles. Everybody else was kind of either cast as, like, Whoopi Goldberg, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, no, seriously, no, a maid, the help. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you might see a dark skinned woman is like the baby mama, but the, the man always end up was with the wife or something like that. And it really mm -hmm. has nothing to do with like the man choosing. I'm just talking about more of like the portrayal of these roles. Yeah, that, you mm -hmm. know, people yeah. being casted. Yeah, because they definitely. Oh, I go just ahead, saw Twitter. 
mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um y'all know the show black love i think it's on own and oprah should know better oprah should know yes. better. first of all girl. no wait a minute we not trusted oprah. oprah came out with light girls and that was uncalled for i even told my mama i said Ooh, why does she need to come out with this dark girl why? perfect it was perfect she got her point across but then when she threw out that light girls everybody's like oprah no man no man like, wrap it up who how did this go over well who said yes you know what the light-skinned people need a fucking documentary they probably yeah. said it that's I honestly say don't nothing offend a light-skinned woman more than you to say some shit about colorism yeah wow that's like crazy an automatic attack on them anytime you say something i'll be like can you just listen i'm telling you you do have more privileges than i do because you're a lighter the fuck like and Black Love had the nerve. I mean, uh, a documentary about showcasing marriage and love and unity mm-hmm. in the Black community has the nerve to basically produce a season with only light-skinned wives, like fair-skinned uh. wives. Like, are you serious? What kind of, what are you perpetuating to not only the Black community, but just society, the way society looks mm-hmm. at Black people? And then, too, it's the people that are prominent figures. Like, these are well-known actors, um, sort of speak. So it's not like they just finding these people on the street. But I guess in a sense, they're like, oh, you know, well, these are who we had to go to. Like, no, y'all could have did better on y'all choosing. That's always their excuse, though. Even with prominent shows today, even watching All-American. You know, I love All-American. It's a great show. I haven't watched it. It's a great storyline, but the only dark skin, only dark skin women in the show is Spencer's ex, who he's now with the mixed young woman, and mm. then his mom. And mm. we always getting cast in the mom roles. They love us as mom. We we real mothers. Coop, who was like, you know, a short, um, shorter lesbian, and yeah. her girlfriend was mixed. You know, wow. I mean, those are that's a valid ass point, and it's definitely something that we see perpetuated time and time again. Like to, the, and that's the thing that's so crazy to me when you bring this stuff up. People are like, oh, well, it's only that instance, and it's like, nah, baby, we can go no. on for it. <laughs> we got a whole list of stuff that we can bring up, even with the whole dark skin I viv and a light skin one. How they go do that? To, do that to us? We know these are two different people. My wife and kids with Claire, okay, switching out the darker. <laughs> Claire right. for the light of Claire, like what? the Fresh Prince, like how they gonna do Anviv like that? Trifling, and even then, going back to what y'all said, like uh, how Kyra brought up the black love thing, I feel like in terms of dating, I I believe this, but do y'all believe a lot of black people use the guys of nah i ain't colorist i just got a preference like this just my preference just, if you hate yourself just say that okay <laughs> that's all I'm if you hate yourself you know, just wait, say i'm not even gonna take it that far and say all that what okay. grind my girls though is the statuses when they just like you can't they can't just say they peace and leave it always gotta like bring down a darker skinned woman right yes. women the bad yes only, yeah. the only pretty women is light skin light skins don't text back this and the other nigga i ain't finna take and I mean, so. even with that, I know they say in a lot of like tenses when people are discussing colorism within data and they're like, oh, you know, um, the issue of colorism comes when you discriminate against skin tones other than your preference. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. But my thing is, is I even feel like in a lot of these preferences, 
they're still subtle. They might not be outwardly offensive as like, uh, you know, dark skinned people, uh, uh-uh, dark skinned girls. I don't want to be with them. They do this. They look like this. I don't even think it's like that. It's just these. No, it is. Instances. It is. I think and that's it's exactly subtle. why I don't it's, have a Twitter. It I'm is. Sorry, it. <laughs> I feel like I've seen it on Facebook it, it and Instagram, and it get real crazy. And that's exactly why. Y'all don't ever really see me write anything written, any written statuses on Facebook. I literally have to spare myself. So mm-hmm. me on Facebook or on Twitter trying to argue against colorism, racism, body shame, mm-hmm. maybe it's, I'm probably the issue. I just got, I can relate to too many, I guess, things that be going on. But you know, people favorite thing to say, but you know, people favorite thing to say when you bring up these things of like you know what this is prejudice this is offensive people favorite thing now is y'all just sensitive mm-hmm. ain't nobody sensitive we're just calling you out on it like wrong is wrong people think so much like oh everybody has their own opinions people can have their own opinions no if your p- opinion is outright ignorant and disgusting you shouldn't have that shit you should change it's nothing wrong with changing your mind and reevaluating your mindset people People's mindset change all the time, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you arguing this much to hold on to something that means so little. Like, why are you fighting for your right to date light-skinned people and bring down dark-skinned people in the process? What fucking sense does that make? Honestly, I know. I personally don't get it because literally at any point in time, like, you can get on Google. There's, like, statistical evidence. Very true. Various different websites, support, research. Mm-hmm. everything else to support the negative disparities between the way that lighter complexed people are treated versus dark skinned people mm-hmm. are treated and i mean you know we're all darker skinned you know me Kyra, and sydney o are more you know darker skinned women discussing mm-hmm. this topic however even if you were to loop men into it or even if you were to loop people of other nationalities being darker is equated with the lesser in literally every ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah and i think very it's true. Really easy for people to like sum it up as like i think when people think about colorism they thinking about grown-ass people that's what mm-hmm. i think but in reality it affects kids like mm-hmm. i forget i saw some statistic i should have pulled these damn statistics up <laughs> but i saw some statistic where like um dark-skinned black girls are 12 percent more likely to be suspended or mm-hmm. xyz and it's like it affects so much more than you think it does you know what i mean it's not just mm-hmm. about adults who should be able to control you know you mm-hmm. shouldn't be so sensitive and blah 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 it affects kids too like this is not just an adult situation it's because even with that statistic they'd be quick to say dark skin uh girls got the highest rate of suspension rates or whatever but why they get right. suspended so much they ass probably getting teased the most and probably slept right them, like in all honesty very true that is very 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 true and i mean even Kyrie, you brought up a good point talking about kids like since you have little charlie i'm sure this is something that you think about like all the time because you're like i don't want her to be feeling some sort of way or people teasing her as a parent yeah at one point in my life i honestly like did not want a daughter because i knew she would be dark-skinned and i just knew that it would be like you know a Mm -hmm. whole situation but like now mm-hmm. I don't know I'm just have to try to teach her like it don't matter what nobody talking about girl it do not matter you fire like <laughs> that's it you know I'm just gonna have to teach her I don't know how and that's the thing I think I don't really know how to teach somebody how not to be affected by it because it's such a big mm-hmm. thing yes our peers and families but it's media you know it's the the prison pipeline system it's you know what mm-hmm. I mean it's like oh 
it's so many it. yeah it's so many existential factors but I, I think it still will help even with you and your daughter the fact that you're so conscientious of it i know it affected me so much because i was the dark skin one my dad is lighter. My mom ain't light skin, but she ain't nowhere near dark skin. My granny was lighter, especially my daddy's side of the family. Like, literally, I was the dark skin one. So my mom was very, like, oblivious to everything until, like, damn, you mm -hmm. getting dark? Uh -uh, Y'all need to go outside today. We just sit here and play, watch TV or something type thing. But, you know, it having that conscious mindset to know, basically, I think will help your daughter in the long run. Because even... And a few dark skin friends that I do have, I ain't gonna name no names, but literally I can name four of them off the top of my head who've literally said that they either want to have a child with a white man mm -hmm. or a Mexican man, an Arabic man, because they don't want their daughter to have to go through what they went through and shit. Honestly, some of them have done so already. So yeah. it, it just runs deep. It's just another way that it runs so deep. Yeah. It's easy to get caught up in too. It really it is. is. That is sad. And even recently, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but just people being ignorant as hell. But 50 Cent was oh. on Lil Wayne's like radio show. It's called Young Money Radio. And he spoke about being attracted to exotic women. He said that um, his own attraction has earned him the irony of, you know, he feels like all of these other black women are attacking him. And he like, oh, you know, people always coming up to me when they see the type of women I date like, damn, so this who this the kind of girl you fucking with, this shit's so exotic. It look different from what we see in the hood every day and all this other stuff that you talk about. And I mean, the crazy thing about 50 Cent is you would think somebody with all this fucking money and to be this old, 50 Cent, not young, to Who be like 55, 60, however old this nigga is. Not 60. <laughs> you too old to still perpetuate this mindset. And yes, 50 Cent does have sons. He doesn't have daughters or anything, but still like to perpetuate this mindset. And then he's talking about this with Lil Wayne. And we all know Miss Regine, me and my daughter Regine. Like, <laughs> Regine is a cute brown skin dark skin woman and Lil Wayne sitting up there laughing and shit like yeah cause you know I'm the same way sir they'll mm. matter if my daddy and brother be quick to crack a light skin joke them having a daughter or a sister that's a dark skin tone don't resonate I mean I know it doesn't resonate at all that's why I hate the girl dad shit like in all honesty <laughs> I really do hate that girl dad yeah. stuff because I'm like y'all still sexist misogynist all that other shit you just have, happen to have a daughter but go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, that's fine. I mean, even with 50 Cent, like, mm -hmm. it, it's really not mind-boggling considering mm -hmm. the fact that that's a, how a lot of artists mm -hmm. feel. For real, for real. That's how a lot of celebrities feel, actors and stuff like that. And they portray those stereotypes even when you get to colleges. Go check out your football team, uh, List of Girlfriends. Most of them mm -hmm. is going to be, you know, have lighter complexions or be white. Or Mexican, mm -hmm. or some kind of exoticness to them. And that's not me saying it in no type of way, because I mm -hmm. mean, at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. That's your preference. I think Black women just feel like we've forgotten about a lot of times when it comes to the yep. world, when it comes to literally everything. And then for our Black men to always put us last as well, but then always call us first yes. when it's something with them. 
Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Even yeah. when all this stuff with George Floyd and all the protests recently, you know, research, it was still black women kind of leading the front lines of that. And then mm-hmm. it was still very much so about the men they experienced pro- police brutality. And I'm very happy that people know about Sandra Bland. I'm very happy that people are now here by Breonna Taylor. But women experience police brutality a lot as well. Not sitting here comparing it because it's really not a narrative of whose life is harder. It's just literally the fact of Black women always come through and stand up for Black men. Black mm-hmm. women, we're the Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? We're leading a lot of these protests. We're here, we're standing up. But when it comes to Black men, it's just a lot of times feels like that we know we at the bottom of the totem pole, but that we just be down our by ourselves. Don't nobody we really do. to extend a hand, but literally any other cause, white women always reaching down to have us help they cause. <laughs> black men always reaching down to have us help they cause, but it just be like black women just, it's kind of up to us to mm, help yeah. our own cause. In the That's midst of very true. And even in the midst of us helping our own cause, we got our, we have our own drama between each other and people arguing and all of these other things and i'm glad we having this discussion because at the end of the day again this is like the open dialogue that is required of topics such as colorism people be so just offended to even bring it up like why would you even bring this up to me like it's a real thing that's why we're having this discussion it's i wish be people I offended when you post this i hope i don't send you no <laughs> links to post when you post the podcast no i definitely am because even then i was looking at this thing that was really interesting where i said you know as a lighter skinned black person person of color who has privilege these are steps you can actually take to protect and uplift black people uh, uplift darker skinned people and I thought that was like a great little piece by piece narrative like you know you're not exempt from helping people who look different from you again we always talk about it in instance of white people need to do this yeah they do for sure we ain't cutting white people out but (laughs) (laughs) we still have to tackle some of our own issues in a yeah. lot of instances and i mean y'all can let me know if y'all agree with this i think they listed some great stuff like they said um you know calling it out when you see people belittling somebody who is darker skin like make sure you speak up and realize that colorism cannot go unaddressed also don't take up spaces that aren't yours kind of going back to what Kristen said Like, I even noticed they talked about recently how Hollywood had cast all of these mixed women for these roles of darker skinned characters. And I had heard about it and I knew, like, it's a thing, but I didn't realize to the extent, like, when I looked at the list of all of the movies based on books where they turn the um, actual film version into, like, a mixed person, I'm like, damn, this, like, what? I was just reading something. They were talking That's about like, how even like how that show Blackish. They came out with a whole show about black people and all the characters is mixed. Not <laughs> taking away from the fact that mixed characters are black too. Y'all definitely black too. If anybody knows me, my motherfucking best friend is mixed. I get it. But to not have one black character, just one. well they have the black characters it's just that i think it's more so that they're all light-skinned yeah Yeah. they're all light they're all light-skinned like anthony anderson is black 
but then the rest of them are mixed. And <laughs> I was reading something where well, they were talking it? about how it's so easy for everybody to, you know, find these dark skinned actors and actresses for slave movies. But when it comes that's to true. other hey. films, et cetera, you can't find that's out a true. dark person nowhere. Like, that is we don't very deserve true. love. We do deserve slavery. Like, why do y'all keep, the help? Why do y'all keep oh, remaking the, help was the great? It was, it was so much right. representation in the help. <laughs> yes. It's like, why do y'all keep remaking the color purple? Is what I want to know. Why do y'all keep yeah. remaking? make the color purple like i don't understand i mean queen and slim was cool but the dark-skinned woman she died so we're not gonna talk about queen and slim in that terrible ass movie (laughs) the the cinematography of the movie was beautiful i loved how everything was shot but that storyline that in itself that's a whole nother that was a lot it it was (laughs) but sydney's even after that i was so excited about that damn movie i ain't even care i ain't care for minutes. y'all know i was so excited about that movie because i'm like wow finally this like this the real like movie current movie i didn't see where it's Mm -hmm. a man who really loves a dark-skinned woman and you know her hair was natural and you know Mm -hmm. they was just really in love with each other and everything it wasn't fucking Wakanda, which is still a, you know, all of this fiction, but I mean, that's obviously a fucking Marvel superhero movie, so, you know, that was great, but... <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, we all have made some very valid points. Even going back to what Kyra said, how y'all find all of these dark-skinned people for these slave movies? But then when we yeah. ask for some comedy, some right. romance, sci-fi, it's like, oh, well, I mean, we got Zoe Saldana over here. <laughs> Amanda Seinberg right. over here. Um, who else? And we don't want to always be the baby mama either. They always got the dark skin mm-hmm. women playing them, yeah. portraying the most ghetto baby mama role. Even in that movie, The Hate You Give. But like, yeah, I really that's- did like that movie. And they had East as an activist that was great. But then the wife versus the baby mama again. I don't but know, you know what though? Going back to what I was saying before about the movies, I about movies being adapted from books. I didn't even realize that that the book character were the main what what's her name? Star, who Star is supposed yeah. to be. She's Star. a dark skinned girl in the book. I had never read the book, but she's a dark skinned girl in the book. Like they talk about her skin tone and her hair texture. Mm-hmm. Girl, they got Amanda Seinberg, half German, whatever, half black, whatever. But it's like, this could not be farther from the actual character. I mean, if they're whitewashed Jesus, hell, hey, whitewash anything. That's a clear as day in the Bible that he had hair like wool or something and he was bronze. And skin like, yeah, skin like bronze or copper. And we know copper. They said that man was Caucasian with that silky. <laughs> and that's the same little manual they be using for the movies too <laughs> look I ain't I don't know nobody in Jerusalem that got blue eyes that's all I'm gonna say that's all I'm gonna say but okay moving on from this topic this was a great discussion and again I know the segment is like make it make sense and this is something that we're never gonna make sense of particularly but it does exist it is prevalent so again use your resources be smart you know, you here listening, but do your damn research. Go look up the statistics of what happens to darker skinned people. Um, uplift dark skinned people in spaces where you see they're not being represented. Like, you know, use use your voice for good. Now, mm-hmm. moving on to the last segment, which is you are drove. Um, we all from St. Louis. So we all know like drove is St. Louis terminology. 
for when you just flat out thought something was go go your way, but it didn't. It went completely left. You are now mad, sad, confused. It just didn't work out in your favor. And I didn't want to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Because I was still like, wow, that was very drove of her. And to think that she will have some sense, but I guess not. I'm just going to talk about real quickly, Drea, Michelle, the stuff that she said about (laughs) Megan the Stallion on her little um, podcast feature. So this was probably the end of July, but we've all heard about the Megan the Stallion situation where apparently um, it's not that many details that have been released, but you know, she did come out and say she was involved in an assault and whoever the assailant was shot her in both of her feet and she was injured and she had to get surgery and was just like you know please keep me in you guys' prayers like I'm really trying to recover it was a lot because I was attacked you know people have just been coming out of the woodworks attacking her and having everything to say yet again but basically we all know who Drea Michelle is from was it Basketball Wives LA that she used to be in and she has like her own little swimwear Shit like that. And I had like Drea, not so much for what she opens up her mouth mouth and says. I'm just like, she posts cute pictures. Her little swimsuits are cute. Her little outfit collaborations cute. But she went on this podcast and blatantly said, you know, that stuff that I heard about with Megan Thee Stallion, that's what I want in my life. To me, that sounds like love. Love me enough to shoot me. What? Yes, verbatim was like, I wish it was, that sound like some Bobby and Whitney stuff. I wish somebody loved me enough to shoot me. Mind you, R.I.P. Whitney, who wants to be in a Whitney and Bobby situation, first of all? Why are you even bringing them up? And then to say that, when you have a platform, you just go, go ahead and just promote. You know what? I don't even watch TV that much no more, but is she even still on Basketball Wives? Because you know, her name Evelyn had a domestic relationship. Evelyn beat and beat Dre ass just for that little joke. <laughs> but, <laughs> just to watch that little show. I don't like going Dre. Dre back, say a lot of off the wall fucked up shit. And you me. know what though? I didn't even like think back, but I know people are bringing up her other instances and I'm like, damn, she should have just kept her mouth shut. But I guess when you just dumb as hell, you can't do that. But um, they were even going back to like how she has all of these sponsorships. Because again, I mostly just look at her for her little outfits and the stuff like that that she posts. But she had a um, partnership with Fenty. So Savage Fenty, the lingerie with Rihanna, who is also the survivor of a domestic assault case that was highly profiled with Chris Brown. And now she's, like, lost her partnership. It hasn't Mm -hmm. been explicitly said, like, oh, you know, I'm no longer with Savage Fenty, blah, 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 blah. But they were saying, like, she's removed all of her um, sponsored posts with her little lingerie on. Also, Fenty, they've removed all of their images of her from (laughs) their uh, social media as well as their website that she used to promote. So I'm like, wow, you really just like messed the bag up for yourself coming out and saying some goofy <laughs> shit like that. And I genuinely think she was trying to be funny, sort of, kind of. Obviously, it was ugly. And <laughs> I mean, it was just ugly. But I think sometimes some women get in situations with, sorry, <clears throat> some women get in situations with men mm-hmm. and they, they try to be, I don't know, they like try to be funny or they try to be mm-hmm. like, 
you know it's like I'm a saying? relatable like, weird thing like yeah. first of all men dumb as hell don't stoop Bro, to that level you. to crack a joke please that don't that wasn't funny bitch i did not giggle when i watched that little clip i did not giggle i said she's not funny okay. the joke didn't hit and it was too <laughs> soon to crack a joke dummy like right what? like Rachel. it was way too soon we crack jokes about shit that you really do not need to crack jokes about. That's you know, true. A lot right. of times. And the fact that we do it so frequently and so <laughs> in a fucked up manner that she feel comfortable <laughs> enough to post it. If anything, if you had to say it, send that shit in your group chat to your two or three little friends. Okay. You post that shit on your pl- public platform. Yes, she she's making the stallion big as hell. Which shit, when she do recover, she probably come beat your ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she was supposed to be her friend. That's now you know what i don't think they are friends in that sense i think it's like some stuff like you know i think it was more so of that celebrity context of you know we both bad bitches we both look cute and yeah, we happen to right. have the same like sponsorships and be at these events so we gonna take pictures i think that's the context of their relationship but again mm-hmm. why what was your point in saying this this right. thing, it don't matter. Even you as my best friend, if I get shot and you on social media cracking the joke about it, as much as I love you, I'm be mad as hell. I wouldn't even do this, so. Wouldn't be in there, matter how close they was or how close yeah. they wasn't. I don't know what the fuck made Dre feel like it was okay to even say that. Right. That's very true. And she, but she, and she went back and apologized. But my thing, oh, when yeah. these people be apologizing, you've already said what you said. So now, okay. we just looking at you like, you're a dumbass. No, no seriously. Like, you could have easily, like, you could have easily just kept that shit to yourself, <laughs> bypassed it. Like, you know what? We not gonna even crack that joke on here. Let's talk about something else. Mm-hmm. But here we are again with these grown-ass people. But real quick, though, I know this is a little off topic just a little bit, but was this W-A-O, was this wet-ass pussy video shot after she got shot in her foot? <laughs> Probably, Yeah. Oh Probably. my God, Kristen! Don't say what I think you're about to say. I know. Say, I don't know. I don't know. Ain't nothing I don't crazy. Know. I was just trying okay. to figure it out because I'm like, damn, if she recovered that quick, you know, God is real. Should have been the caption under that. It's been people. It has been. It has been people on social media who are now conspiracy theorists, unsolved mysteries. <laughs> Megan ain't get shot. Oh, How man. do you know? You don't even know where your stimulus check went when you was putting a hundred dollars no. on that board that you and get your $800 for it. I'm dead. Oh. Like, what? How do y'all know this stuff? Mm-hmm. It seemed like, oh my God, it seemed interesting to me how she just outside. <laughs> Who is a surgeon? Who is a doctor? What sort of anatomy do y'all study? Right, and she got way more money than we got. You never know. They could have put her on some new feet. We didn't even okay. know. <laughs> it would be very likely. I could definitely see that. So, and my whole thing is just, what would it serve? What purpose would it even serve if she were to tell y'all explicitly, like, what happened or even show you what happened? Like, who are y'all? Who right, are y'all see. for her to have to tell her business to? On top Girl, of that, I, I ain't nobody. nobody. I was just saying, I'm happy to see my good sisters doing better. You know, <laughs> she's like, ain't nothing happened. And I okay. was just happy to see it. I thoroughly enjoyed the song, the video. You know, I'm a, I'm a Megan fan. Girl, so I'm even mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring it up because there are people who are out there like, uh, this don't add up. Something mm-hmm. add up. Like, you know what? A lot and of stuff is happening. After she dropped that video of her uh, twerking on the boat, everybody was like, ooh, she couldn't have been shot. <laughs> Not shot. Okay. So. And y'all seen that shit on Twitter, didn't y'all? 
very true it's gonna be on facebook sooner than soon christy it really is that's true that's true it really is but um what was i gonna say um so that's our episode shout out again to my friends for coming on and joining me this week and being guests and sharing their opinions because you know i appreciate shit like that they're very honest and open as everybody else should be and like i said before make sure y'all pick up a book go read um make some wise decisions um do y'all want to tell them like y'all got anything to promote or want them to follow you at any place online <laughs> go ahead and follow me on instagram at i am lizzie harris 321 again if you follow sydney you know i shouldn't be hard to find just go to any picture and click the little picture and a tag should pop up Y'all can follow me on Instagram at queen.kai, K-H-Y. I actually have um, a bar soap and scrub company coming out, but I haven't got Ooh. all my prints and stuff done. Yeah. So I don't have links for y'all yet, but, you know, follow me and you'll get some links. Nice. Y'all can also follow me on Instagram. It's Sydney Orelua. I'm going to spell that for you. O-R-E-O-L-U-W-A. Okay. And I'll make sure to put everybody's link in the description box of this episode so everybody can easily see how to spell everything and where to find everybody. But again, this was another episode of the Annoy Not Offended podcast. Please send me some emails of y'all complaining. I keep saying I want to read this stuff on air. I need y'all to email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. But that's all I got for today, guys. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.